Chris Breezy. Hola. Oh. Touchdown Black. What's up, bro? How are you? What's up, baby? You know how I put seven, six on the board. You got to kick the field goal for me, though. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. Quarter <laughs> okay. Black. I can make a sports. Quarter Black. Woo. How are you, TJ? Um, Not bad. I just finished my silly little leg exercises. Um, Hit the showers, and now I'm rubbing some weed sport on my calf. Just made an iced matcha latte. I'm on my I'm on my second liter of water right now, trying to catch up with the uh, with the god. I don't have a gallon yet, but you know we're we're building towards a gallon. In the words of future, I need a Percocet and a gallon, and that sounds like what you need right now <laughs> god, for your little knee injury. What I wouldn't give to have a Percocet and a gallon. I mean, I'll take a gallon of water. It doesn't even have to be high tech, low tech, mid mid tech. It don't matter. <laughs> I'll take anything. I'll take anything you got. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that you're on the road to recovery. At least I, I know that there's still some pain, but it, it, it sounds like you're doing, you know, what you're supposed to do. I am every day. Every day gets a little bit better, but it's still it's still an, an uphill battle. You know, walking around is still, you know, some pretty severe pain, and it's it's more so the frustration of not being yeah. able to exercise when I know that not only do I need it for my mind and body and spirit, but you know, just to you know. F- fight away the the stress and the anxiety you know make me a more calm and relaxed person i can't do any of that so ironically and unfortunately you know i'm i'm figuring out how to deal with that and it's unfortunately been by eating more food instead of less food jason jason you know actually talking about it is the first step chris i am proud i unfortunately did have lunch yesterday so i can't <laughs> Well, you had a travel day. That's why. Did what? Did you eat? Was it the lemonade at the LAX Delta Terminal? Uh, no, no, no. I had a, um, I had a uh, light salad at a um, undisclosed corporate cafeteria. Um, <laughs> and honestly, honestly, it wasn't bad. And the view is amazing. Uh, and then last night, in a, in a, in a twist. First of all, this town is like. I'm gonna let quiet. you. I'm gonna let you gloss over and skip past the corporate cafeteria that you dined in, just because I feel nice well, today, Chris. I'm not proud to admit it, but I will say I am um, now working with LinkedIn, um, <laughs> and you know their corporate headquarters is here. Another no, another um, deflection. That's fine. <laughs> you keep feeding the no, fire. No, no. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to strike, Chris. Just to let you know. I would never. I would never. No, I would never. But then the. Um, but then last night, because something in San Francisco, it's like shit is still like closed here. Like the vibe is bad. <laughs> like people are not out. It's weird. Like people aren't out. Like. I, I'm under the impression that San Francisco and Northern California in general was like ahead of LA, actually, as far as like oh, reopening. Yeah, I, I would have thought so, but I think they are they are behind us in terms of wanting it to be over. Yeah, I think they are. They're so busy, you know. Work. They they don't want to go back to the office. That's yeah, the these, problem. These these o- these Oakland Bernie cucks aren't looking to cross that bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have an Escuela <laughs> with a DJ set from OMRS happening. They're just like, well. You know, I love the fact that I can hang out with my puppo dogger at home and 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 order my Indonesian takeout on on caviar. Why would I ever want to go to the office where the the man the the mean people talk to me? Exactly. No, exactly. So last night, because of that, I had to go on a on a run, which I you know a long run, which I haven't done in a while. Night run. Uh, no, it was it was beautiful. I was running by the the water, looking at all the ugly people on their scooters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a 
overall, I, f- I feel good today. It was nice to get that run in. I can see once temperatures are raising, it looks like I'm going to have to be back on the pavement. How many miles did you hit or kilometers? I don't know how you do it on Strava. It was a light. It, it, it was a light six. I kept it very light. A light six. Mm. Um, still, felt still good. nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at. But then I had to have in, in a in a twisted, even more twisted news. I had another salad for dinner. Thank you, Sweet Green. Um, no, nothing twisted about you eating salad for lunch and for dinner, Chris. That's that's well, kind this, of part. This for the restaurant course. here. Somebody reminded me. There's this amazing vegetarian restaurant here called Greens. That's like a late seventies. Oh. Like the food is really good, but it's in this beautiful building. And I I realized I had actually been there like years ago uh, with with my friend Kellen when we were here shooting something. And I don't have time to make it over there before I head back south. But but great restaurant. I can't wait to I can't wait to go back. Is Greens with an S or a Z? With an S. It's like an old school. It's like a perfect like late seventies vegetarian restaurant. It's mm-hmm. it's like exactly my exactly my shit. You know what I mean? Right up my street. The Bay Area equivalent of a uh, where you might find Woody Allen eating on on an Annie Hall ordering a, a, a yes. sprout and yeast sandwich at the Source Family yes. Restaurant. They it reminds me there was a place in Atlanta called Cafe Sunflower uh, that we grew up going to that was like quote unquote like the nice vegan restaurant mm-hmm. or vegetarian restaurant. Um, and it's it's still there and it's delicious. I had it over the holidays, so you know I love an old school vegetarian establishment. Warms my cockles. Yeah, maybe uh, then maybe that can be our next move when once the the how long gone cult comes to complete fruition we can open up some type of yes. yeah, yeah some yeah. type of health food store that has a little bit of those undertones that make you question what's going on but yeah what's really god going damn on it here? this tahini is so good i ain't gonna ask any questions <laughs> exactly it is you know jason at a classic vegetarian restaurant it really is all about the sauce much like when i'm getting dressed in the morning it's all about the sauce uh, we're back to i mean it's absolutely true when when all you're doing is featuring god's great greens <laughs> yeah yeah I'm it really serious. does boil down to the sauce doesn't it it really does, but yeah. Anyway, so I'm just I'm on my tea grizzly, mm-hmm. um, and you know I can't wait to head back and 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 you know I had to unfortunately did have to reschedule a session with Hunter, so I'm feeling you know a little a little out of sorts. Um, but you know I'll be I'll be yeah, I'll be back in the lab pushing two plates in just a few a few short hours. Okay. Well, I we have also been on our NFT grizzly, and we should. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we have. I mean. Uh, our NFT, our NFT Grizzly, um, unfortunately p- turned out paying about minimum wage. Um, but, <laughs> but you know what? I, I don't really care because, you know, in my mind, I, I just like to throw my hat in the ring. We already had the content created. So why not share it in a new, fun and exciting way? You know, you know, it wasn't bad, but it did not end up becoming our retirement fund just quite yet. Um, but hey, that, that's the I didn't, that's the risk. That you I, I, I'm not able to buy my second home off of the NFT earnings. Uh, just unfortunately, yet. I still don't understand NFTs, so I didn't know we had the I didn't know we had the potential to make that much money on it. Um, but it does seem like a a, a, a quickly growing category <laughs> uh, that I now that we are not involved in it anymore, I will never pay attention to again. Well, you know, we 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 could still be in it. Maybe maybe the NFT that we sold was not exactly the uh, the offering that we should have done. Maybe it should have mm. been something more because there's kind of two different ones. There's like here's the big NFT that features the big thing, you know, whatever it is, like the the classic meme from this person or yes, you know, a one of a kind. Aphex Twin song that will go to the highest bidder for six figures or whatever, and then there's also the ones where like it's more of a you offer like here's a hundred NFTs or here's ten NFTs or whatever, 
and then they're all kind of priced affordably so everyone can afford them. It's not just banking on the fact that a, a crypto whale will hopefully catch sight and our, smash that purchase. It's, it's weird because our, our crypto whale has the word hustle in his in his username and he directed a smoke perp video. So I don't know. I guess whales take on all kinds of different shapes and sizes. This one is less of a whale and more of, more you know, of a dolphin, more of a Branzino. Uh, a, a, bo- a bone-in Branzino, still a fine Branzino, <laughs> but you know, less of a less of a great white. Look, I'm just happy to experiment. I don't get, I don't really give a fuck. I mean, our guest today, um, we should ask him about it because he's had more success than we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we made you know 3,700, and he made you know some more closer to 30 grand off of his. But you know, I guess he's more of a true artiste. You know, that's debatable though. We'll see. We'll see if he's an artiste, oh, yeah. uh, you know, he on the pot. He ain't an artiste when he comes into my fucking studio, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm Picasso, and, and how long gone? Okay, yes. um, but anyway, you know, uh, the the person who won, his name's Justin, Justin Staple. He does produce music videos, and uh, you know, like we said in the agreement, if it goes for a lot of money, uh, we will be nice to you, and if it doesn't go for that much money. <laughs> We will be less pleasant to you, and I think Justin knows, and we all know that it it falls into the latter of the two. <laughs> yeah, J- Justin, I would I put the vest on, bro. We'll reach out to you shortly, but yeah. I would have the te- I would have the Kevlar ready. So, you know what so I'm yeah, his his username at all the smoke um, <laughs> is quite fitting. I love when a plan comes together. And luckily, you know, Justin, it, it appears that he is a, you know, a fan of the a fan of the pod and he kind of He knows what he's you know, getting he, into. He, he knows what he knows what time it is and he hopefully he is welcoming all the smoke with open arms. It'll it'll just be nice. It'll just be nice for me to take a day off from, you know, directing that at you and, and finding another person. That's yeah, that's more so what this is all about. <laughs> I I think you gave him the money to buy that so that you could have a day you could have a day off. But you know, I mean, but Chris, now that we have some two Ethereum coins in our bank account, I get one and you get one. So we will, you know, since you don't know anything about it and won't really be paying attention to it anyway, we can just leave this in TJ's digital wallet and then we can just revisit it one day down the road and you know, hopefully the the world of crypto and Ethereum will continue to grow. And those two coins will end up, you know, paying dividends. Yeah, sure, bro. Let me know. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm going to check out from that conversation and I'm going to continue to look at my, uh, my baseball card gains instead, my sports card gains. You know, well, a lot of people think that the, the, the sports card inflation and, and frenzy and craze from the last year or two was sort of a little pre-run psyop te- precursor. precursor to the, the impending NFT doom that was around the corner. You know what, Jason? You know what? You know how I know I'm an old school cat? I just like to work and make as much money as possible. I don't like these little get rich quick schemes, this little, you know, I just, it doesn't appeal to me that yeah, much. Yeah, but, but don't you like delegating, making your money work for you, you know, in, investing, diversifying? That's what, my, that's what my private wealth management does, Jason. I don't, I well, don't know what you Well, unfortunately mean. for you, I, I, that person is me right now. <laughs> In 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 the Jason, in the digital in the digital space, that person is me, and you know, lucky for you, I'm not taking an upfront fee. It's more of a you thank know, God, thank God. You know, well, I I do get a cut. Obviously, there is a percentage if things end up going better than we hoped, but 
Yeah, I would. I would not say that you are in good hands. I, I no, I, I, I'm never in good hands. That's the problem. <laughs> it, if it's up to me, it's bad. If it's up to you, it's worse. So I don't know where we're gonna. I don't know where we're going with this. But yeah, I mean, look, we got the Ethereum. We just let that shit rock, baby. It sits, and we and we, you know, sit back, and um, one day, hopefully, you tell me that it's worth a lot of money. Until then, I'll never think about it. I think we're just right on the on the beginning of our crypto journey, Chris. Don't worry. And uh, hopefully all this crazy, silly monopoly money shit does end up paying off. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll limp into the space. I would love, look, not enough, I would not love enough to end us. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to liquefy the Wells Fargo business checking, <laughs> uh, and dump it all. I would love for it to work. I love when things work. I just am used to them not, not working. Tell me about it, brother. Well, speaking of not working, um, we have a DJ on today. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a DJ and producer on today. Um, once again, a Canadian cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jacques Green. Good friends of X podcast star Lunis. Um, Jacques Green, he's been, you know, producing very cool, great house music up a long time. He recently was, he was one of the first people that I saw get into the NFT space, um, releasing one of his songs that did, like I said, it went for, you know, almost 30K or something like that, 20 something. And he just started writing a little bit of a newsletter, you know. Oh, what? He's coming? Oh, no. He thinks he can do everything just because he's got, he's sick with the ones and twos? Not on my watch. Well, I mean, it is on your watch because that's pretty much me. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe not. We can talk to Jacques about that more. Find out about the future of live performances i love live performances see how he's gonna spend his money maybe get some tips from him did he dump his his ethereum and move it into bitcoin did he just cash out and buy a you know buy a boat we'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, yeah the boat the boat market in montreal is big so i hope he i hope he well, did you know i know investment. i know canadians are outdoorsy type maybe not so much montreal than some of the other province areas but you, you know you know you know obviously <laughs> province areas maddie matheson you know he's got his farm and he goes down to the lake and all that stuff it's it's a little more out in nature than a, a metropolitan area like i'm sure he's done some ice fishing in his day he's definitely done some ice fishing all right, let's give let's give Big Jok a uh, a jingle. So Jock, Jock, what's up? You're in you're at home in the studio. Is that where we're at? I'm at home. I'm in uh yeah, I'm in my like bat cave. Uh, my girlfriend and I rent like the the ground floor in a basement of a house here in Toronto in Canada. And so I've got uh I've got the the blessing and the curse of the home studio. Yeah. Mm. Uh, blessing because it's kind of nice and comfortable, but curse because like not that many people have commutes but like i'm definitely in my house all all the time you you can appreciate and understand the value of the separation of work home life yeah yeah exactly i I mean at least i have like you know all our living spaces are on the ground floor so i kind of feel like i have this like yeah yeah all right honey i'm off to work and i kind (laughs) of she fills up your thermos with a hot cuppa (laughs) okay i hope you make the dope beats honey Ties my tie, you know, gives yeah, me like the nice. paper bag. Nice. Dust off I hope your you shoulders. have fun with your little remixes. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, what neighborhood are you in? Uh, so I'm near um, College and Dover Court, near like the Dundas and Ossington, which Toronto people, it's like the kind of Williamsburg, wannabe Williamsburgy part. Oh, we know, we we know, sweetie. I know you're hitting Shinola every day for your cup of Joe, so don't don't try to front on us. <laughs> yeah, it, and exactly. And to that point, it's like it's not the good quote unquote good era of Williamsburg. It's like I feel like in so many ways, Toronto likes to think of itself as a New York, but it's only true in the sense that it, like it skipped all the cool stuff and went straight to 285 Camp being a vice office. <laughs> like, damn, that's, like, for the, <laughs> that's for the heads right there. That's for the heads. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, but I mean, I also think that like some of that stuff is nice. Some of those like, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not like against the corporate overlords moving in to some extent because I think it's just kind of how the world's going to work. That's just kind of how For it sure. goes. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? You can't, nothing is going to stay pure forever. I agree. And, and like, listen, there's still very many good things about Toronto. It, like, I think in the parts of it that I do enjoy actually remind me more of uh, the beautiful Los Angeles you reside in. Oh. In that, like, it's at its best when you, like, kind of get in the car and drive 40 minutes to get some Szechuan, mm-hmm. you know? Shoutouts to the San Gabriel Valley. Yeah, Alhambra. Alhambra. <laughs> so you, you, you're you from Montreal, though, right? I am, yeah, which is why I'm, like, jumping out the gate with a seething Toronto commentary. Well, yeah, when did, how long ago did you make the move? I was in New York for... Three years. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. At Essex and Rivington, just in the nexus of damn uh, bottomless brunch. Hey, player. <laughs> I, see, I see you and your little grapefruit mimosa. Okay, I see you. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was honestly great because I was on tour all the time in order to pay New York rent. So genuinely, you know, the Laurie side in Chinatown is still to me amazing. Like on a Tuesday afternoon. Like if you don't if if you're not like a weekend warrior it's it's genuinely like yeah I agree off peak baby yeah <laughs> exactly um fell in love with Sophie my my current girlfriend who is in Montreal at the time but originally from Toronto she was ready to leave Montreal I was frankly kind of ready to leave New York and Toronto kind of felt like um in between the two spiritually and geographically mm-hmm. and now I've been here for five years and um uh, dying to leave <laughs> <laughs> so it, it feels like la is in your sights is is that what i'm getting the energy i'm getting from you jock no i don't i don't think so okay. he I, said um, no jason he looked at you like you're stupid he said no nah, he didn't bro. even hit me with the i don't think so or maybe not right now it was a straight up no nah which is fine jock on, on paper like in a kind of dream world there's so many people i love out there there's of ease with which to like work in my field that I quite like, mm-hmm. but I still feel there's a lot of value to being like an outsider to it. Yep. Specifically as like kind of a musician. And my girlfriend works in healthcare and truly part of her. She's like a ER and emergency uh, and ICU nurse. And like, what, what she do? What's she doing with you? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. It, it's like, yeah, you know, like, Last night a DJ saved my life. Yeah, I was gonna say you're saving lives. Like, actually, like <laughs> you're, you're saving lives on the dance floor. She's saving actual human lives, and I, maybe that's the yeah. connection. Maybe that's the connection you had to find. Call me crazy, but I think that's beautiful, Jock. Big fact. I it's really cool. I, uh, frankly, it gives it gives me like I mean, this year it's given me a lot of purpose because she's been on like the side of burnout, like yeah, dealing with this thing, and you know I've been able to. <laughs> be her rock <laughs> and like kind of like go, cook Kim. a lot of the meals at home to kind of keep <laughs> um yeah she's so that's com- been good she's but yeah anyways she's complaining about like real problems and you're like babe, yeah babe the promoter picked me up and his car smelled like mcdonald's <laughs> this is fucking bullshit you wouldn't believe how many band camp emails i got today babe it's <laughs> it's insane <laughs> <laughs> it puts our dj problems in perspective a little bit more it's actually been like very good for me over the years in that way to like keep keep that kind of like diva gene in check you know mm. um she only ever does like 12 hour shifts like she's on a six day run right now all right Bergheim. yeah seriously. Uh, i mean <laughs> i i get the same my mom my mom was a nurse forever so i get the same nice. i'm like yeah every time i'm like yeah well so this brand you know we're selling this thing and i'm just like man this is really does not matter <laughs> this is the dumbest i literally do yeah. the dumbest shit in the world it's the most meaningless thing in the world 
I mean, I get that. On the flip side to that, though, and when I first started seeing her, like, I had this, like, infuriated complex in that way. Mm-hmm. But she was like, honestly, if there was no good music and shit to do outside of that, like, yeah, how could you possibly do so many long hours if, like, you left work and, like, you just lived in a drab, shitty world? Like, so, you know, we, we all play our part. The brand needs to be activated, Chris. <laughs> you, you need... Look, let me tell you something. No one Brand knows that. No one activated. knows that better than me. That that's that, yeah. no one knows that better than me. No yeah. one knows that better. You, than sh- me. you show me a world without dope beats. I'll show you one that's not worth saving. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So wait. Yeah. You, you guys are. But you guys. You want to leave Toronto? And, and and do you need to stay in Canada because of visa issues, or is the world your oyster? The world's our oyster. But so part of what I was saying about like the L.A. thing is like she doesn't really feel comfortable working in y'all's like healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell bring it's her like, <laughs> Oh, come on the pod then. You want you want to blow smoke? Come on the fucking pod. We'll see. This is the first I've heard about our healthcare system having problems. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's it's like I mean in a lot of ways there's there's some, you know, there are some good things going for it. It's like you could work at a nicer hospital where people have money, but it's like I think the joy mm-hmm. of the kind of mission of giving your life to kind of public health is undermined if you're then like kind of totally going to a system like that. So she's there's kind of like conflicts of interest and passions, but you know who knows? Maybe uh, maybe this pandemic fully. So breaks us down has she had the cookies at Cedar Sinai though? <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you know what? Because they, they kind of make it all worth it. Yeah, they do. But yeah, Jason, true. I'm feeling a solution here, and it sounds like Australia to me. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, he, because <laughs> as a DJ, you still need to stay exotic. Exactly. You know, if you're like, oh, Jock Green, true. he's flying in here from L.A., it's like, oh, great, like another L.A. DJ, whatever. But if he's from, you know, a, an exotic location like, like Australia. That's facts. You know, that's going to get our guarantees up. Also, right now, literally the only place that has, like, crowds going yeah, yeah, yeah. No. My my friend Tristan uh, DJ Boring is like playing these parties and like posting videos online, and it's just like eight hundred people like mask off. Maybe I need to go to Melbourne. You know? Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, I mean, Coke is still too expensive, but like you could make a living. <laughs> I'm sure you can make. I'm sure you can make a nice, nice living. Yeah. How does I mean, how does your skin tan up? You a sun girl? I'm a bald so man, dude. So it's you know, it, I'm that's what I'm worried I'm a bald about. Bald man and and not so much a fan of shorts. Oh. Um, okay. That's we're the exact opposite. But I, mean, yeah. I have a full happen. head of hair, yeah. and I haven't worn pants in months. Jason, Jason I, wearing I pants just f- feels wrong, uh, honestly. But it's a it's a height issue, you know what I mean? So it's not it's <laughs> not the shorts chose him, is what I'm saying. He didn't choose the shorts. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know, I love I love Toronto. I think it's a great city, but I also understand wanting to gradu- graduate. You know what I mean? Montreal, on the other hand, I can't do it, man. I just can't do it. Really? Is that so? I, I it's like it really is kind of a. I feel like for the most part love, but I do encounter people that just like can't fuck with it. It's at all. fine because like I mean my girl, my girl was living there for a long time, and like I, I mean I've had friends there. We have mutual Vince and Justin and all those yeah. guys, you know, all those guys who I really like. But it's just like I think the thing for me is that it attracts because it's so cheap to be there. It attracts a, a low ambition. <laughs> Which, so that's why I had to leave. <laughs> yeah, in my yeah. early twenties is literally why I had to leave. I, I obviously kind of had these like. Big city dreams of being in New York, but another part was like my shit was starting to kick off, and I get back from tours or get back from shows, and it's like my same boys who can like pay rent off DJing like once a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are like, hey, do you want to go sit at the coffee shop for seven hours? And like, obviously I do, but also like, (laughs) sounds fucking bomb. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that does sound pretty good. Yeah, there, there's like a certain darkness to that as well, and like, you know, you gotta, you gotta. 
feed feed off the energy, baby. Like yeah. in the center of it all. And there's a CERN vibe in Montreal that's like, yeah. I mean, to be to be fair, I never really partied there. Like I would come there and hang out with Vince and Justin and just kick it and go to dinner and shit and hang out. Yeah. I, I know the nightlife is a big part of the appeal. So I'm sure it was a nice place to cut your teeth. Like actually. Yeah, especially music. back then. Yeah. For so many people, like even for like Anglo like losers. Like don't you don't call like, me don't call me that to my face. Squeeze me? <laughs> he looked at me and said Anglo loser, Jason. You see that? <laughs> just straight straight, just straight into yeah, Chris's yeah, yeah. Let's square. make eye contact. Uh, <laughs> The but but it, more to the point of like you'd have these kids from like BC or Ontario and like Vermont who would just kind of like move to Montreal to go to cheap decent university and work like a telemarketing job or even do like medical trials at McGill. Shit. And rent was so cheap back then that you could pay your rent off this and also like buy really cheap speedy cocaine and MDMA on the weekend mm-hmm. and like that's pretty good for a certain age. Can I ask you? What what kind of living are we making on medical trials at McGill? That's a that's a, maybe that's an industry <laughs> I'm trying to break into because I didn't really think about that. What what are we talking about? Just giving blood? Yeah, we selling blood. Yeah, like taking placebos and like yeah, like giving blood and like trial drugs and shit. Like I knew a lot of people who did that. I think like Mac DeMarco like famously did that for a long time. <laughs> Damn, <I> didn't, <laughs> that makes sense. I see that. I guess I like work too much. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you truly do not mesh with like the true no. slacker bohemian Montreal lifestyle. No, but I, I do. But I understand the appeal of all that, and and like old yeah. port, old port is like beautiful. Like some of that stuff is really nice. Like it's it's it really yeah. is nice to look at, and I understand. And the summer is nice. All that. If you're in college, I totally get it. Anything beyond that, I'm just like I don't. It's really never understand. Neverland. It's yeah. never Neverland. I, I I'm I'm now kind of feeling drawn back there because. Like, the food scene is really incredible. The the kind of wine scene is really good. I, I do have now a circle of friends who have, like, <laughs> made something of themselves. <laughs> uh, and, and, but more to, like, just, like, kind of hanging out with people that are, like, engaging and kind of, like, creative and interesting. And, like, there's a good, like, adult life there, too. Oh, the for sure. fucking sucks. For sure. Are you sick in the kitchen? I'm all right. Jock I, be cooking? I, do my, I do my thing. I think you'd be cooking. I, I'd be cooking. I, if you're, if you're talking about the appeal of a natural wine scene somewhere, then you better be cooking because otherwise <laughs> that ain't that ain't tracking for me. So you, I mean, those small plates ain't serving themselves <laughs> right now. So you got it. <laughs> you got it. Damn, I didn't know you were a small plate mafia. <laughs> Jock, uh, <laughs> I know, you know, I speaking of food, I know that. You know, the Montreal style bagel has sort of taken off here in LA with, with Courage Bagels. There's like a big, no way. There's a, there's a big, uh, there's like a New York Times piece about how LA has the best bagels in the country now. And, bagel Gate. And, and one of the, one of the best and, and most popular ones does kind of their Montreal style. And a lot of people don't know what the difference of the, of the two are. Can you explain as a, as a true blue Montrealian? Montreal, uh, involves eggs and boiled water with honey in it. They're also like kind of hand rolled to be much thinner, much doughier, and mm-hmm. with the honey in the water, much sweeter. They both serve their purposes. I actually love a New York deli bagel, but I think like the first time I brought Hassan Rahim to Montreal when we were working on my first album together, we were out one night drinking, which is kind of the best time to eat one of these like Montreal bagels. And we just stopped by the bagel spot, fresh, three thirty in the morning. You get a little bag in like you get a paper bag. And a little thing of cream cheese, and you literally just like rip a part of the bagel and dunk it in the cream cheese. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, Hassan got it because the New York bagel is good by its virtue of being a sandwich receptacle, whereas the Montreal <laughs> bagel 
stands on its own. It's kind of like the difference between like decent bread that you would want to make a sandwich with versus like a very good baguette that you can literally just eat by itself. Mm. You know is, this, I mean? is this a bread and butter bread versus, like you said, a sandwich receptacle? I mean, it, you can definitely make great sandwiches with the Montreal bagel, but I think it like has a little more taste and like compelling texture that you can really... Like a fine piece of sushi, you don't want to dump soy sauce and mayonnaise all over it. I think that's exactly the right analogy. That's right. I need to re revisit because I just it doesn't do much for me. Uh, it's good. But, I mean, mm. a bagel's good. That the reality is the bagel. A bagel's <laughs> yeah, almost bagel's always good. good. A bad one is good. So I think that the but the debate on style is. I mean, I think Montreal is. I mean, the most famous bagel after New York, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know if there was. I didn't know if there was bagel competition from other other areas of the world that I wasn't familiar. I don't think with. there really is. Who's who's saying other bagels? Los LA, Angeles LA is popular. That's what it is. That's. What but it is. is that a regional style? Or are they just doing other styles? The, other well? styles. Other styles. Right, Jason? Yeah, I, th- I think mostly other styles. But some some of them are kind of like a little bit of a Cali hybrid between you know a little bit of this a little they have, bit of that they have cbd they have cbd in it it's like it's like a spelt flour cbd you know how hard, exactly. hard it was for me nice. to not make a joke like that chris <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to do better and you're bringing me back down into the mud well somebody has to do it because that's i mean that's literally what california bagel would be i think it would be a, a cbd flour and maybe maybe a cbd butter or cream cheese which i'm sure exists already sign me up that for sure for sure. Yeah, are you are you smoking on the BC buddies over there? I'm sadly like uh, 80% of the time death anxiety spiral from weed. Okay. Mm. Um so it doesn't really feature in my in my life so much. Okay. You don't find yourself chiefing too often then. No, I'll like buy these edibles that someone in the neighborhood makes uh and like eat like a point like or you know <laughs> three whatever the fucking doses are, I'll do like a third of it or something and um and even that's kind of a dice roll. It can kind of like sort of mellow me out and kind of have me a little more in the zone. Or it's like, wow, all my friends only pretend to like me. <laughs> <laughs> even, even though you get death anxiety from it, that's how much you love supporting small local business that you'll still <laughs> pur- <laughs> purchase these wares from the local artisans just to show your support. And I think that's, that's awesome. Right. What a good guy. That's what right. a good guy, man. What a great guy. You just got to do it. <laughs> okay, so then more of a Coke MDMA guy then. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, not that I've purposefully done like a clean living thing i haven't really uh not really any club drugs in my life right now in general i i, I find that i i miss the chaos that ensues around them more than the substances mm. themselves i think oh, um, okay i really don't have a desire to sit on my sit around in my house on a bean you know <laughs> <laughs> on or off a bean that makes one yeah. of us that makes one of us is the so when you're in the lab or when you're djing are you just a little tipsy or do you like to get twisted twisted there's moments in the lab that i do like uh a couple drinks for sure okay and, and kind of same out djing i think like maybe 10 years ago or something like being like truly sloshed even then was only mostly for like an after party. I think like so much of good DJing is really you're you're playing with the crowd. <laughs> mm. So there's there's really kind of like an a, hold like on hold on we need to thing. we need to get you to fill out the consent form. I don't know if the crowd has consented to that. Yeah. So we're gonna have to <laughs> right. we're gonna have to. I'll have our um, lawyer reach out directly. Yeah, and so like obviously you can all you can kind of quote unquote like get there uh, however you want. But there's definitely been a couple times in my life where like you're playing the after after party and all of a sudden like yeah please sprinkle that thing in my drink like while I keep playing and kind of like get me right get me in the zone of like where everyone else in this room it seems to be or something like that mm-hmm. 
definitely not made it ever a habit. Uh, in fact, like very much steer clear of like mm-hmm. performing like my main book shows. Like, are you, are you able to DJ or perform proficiently while you're blacked out? For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Def- He's definitely. Like bitch. He's like, bitch, I'm definitely a pro. possible. I'm a pro, bitch. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I've, I've always been able to DJ while blacked out as well. And yeah. you know, when everything goes well and you don't remember anything and, and you did a good job playing the Calvin Harris songs, it is, it is bittersweet. <laughs> <laughs> definitely been a few funny moments like since uh, since the record box era where you can like plug your USBs into your computer the next day and like see your track list oh. and be like, Wow, that trail. section of the night. <laughs> what, what, what was that? Damn, I really took Seeing it Seeing a there. whole block of like 12 tracks being like, that's crazy, man. <laughs> so when is the last time you did an actual DJ set? Actually, the last DJ set was um, in LA, a Lights Down Low party with a Gultra Lustwork. How long ago was that? Like fucking a year and two weeks, I guess. There was like a live set a few days later uh, in Colorado, and like that was, that was when... Uh, I remember, like, after the sound check, going for lunch with a friend in Denver, and, like, on TV, they were, like, announcing, like, the NBA season was over and shit like that, and I was like, this is, like, weird, eh? <laughs> like, it was all, like, kind of starting to feel, like, real, and I'm, like, texting my manager, like, I don't think we're gonna be able to finish this tour, dude, and he's like, just just stick with it, man, we'll get there, we'll get there, and, like... I love that. And then we got back to the venue, and, like, the, the talent booker was, like, just got off the phone, and, like every other live show after that weekend had been canceled you know it, it like it really had this like end of days kind of feeling and um and we finished that show the next night we we're supposed to be in new orleans and the night after that in chicago and the new orleans show had canceled because of all that when new orleans cancels that's when you know shit is real yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then uh my like booking agent and my manager it's like three in the morning after the show in denver they're like all right uh we're looking at flights to book you straight through to chicago and i'm like no you're not like i'm I'm booking on jason and i flights back to canada right now like this is over yeah. <laughs> like, like cancel the rest of the dates uh yeah just and like that, though that was, i i'm appreciate that your manager and agent had the bottom line uh and not your well yeah. because <laughs> that's that's, right. that's what good that's what good managers do mm. you know what i mean respect they, they, yeah they gotta get the bottom line they gotta get the you, bottom you don't line. make 15 percent to covid results you <laughs> <know what laughs> <I mean>? dead <laughs> ass yeah dead ass yeah I, I couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more no, have you been twitching and shit, or have you just been in the lab? As little as possible. I you've been twitching and shit. I think I, I've only like DJed online like twice. It's really not fun. It's it, like I could imagine like I haven't checked in on any like stand-up comedians doing this shit online, but I bet it's dire as well. Yeah, it's like they're really like. I think it's I think it's only for people who are like I need to do this. Yeah, or and or else like I'm not going to be well. Yeah, yes. that's right. I've seen people do like you know, pretty nice things with it. Uh, I, I traveled to Montreal for this, like, sh- well-produced and shot, like, live set thing that was, like, kind of fun to do. I oh, guess. that was the, the Igloo Fest thing? The Igloo Fest thing. But for the most part, it really felt, it filled me with, like, an intense sadness every time I played online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, like, it, it's even worse than attending one of those things because all of a sudden you've, like, set your phone up. You're alone in your house. You're probably like monitoring kind of low. You can't even read the chat room. So even if people are kind of logged in and talking about it, you're not really keeping up with yeah. it. Um, every mistake is amplified because no <laughs> one's like sloshed on a dance floor having a conversation. Yeah. It's really like the, the utmost worst context. And then on top music. of it, you also don't get any money. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. And, and there's the thing where like, when I was thinking about it with the Eagle Fest thing, it's like, you know, usually when you build a light show and, a, and you rehearse, like, 
you get to play it 40 times. Whereas like once you do it on the internet, there's only one internet. So like mm. you only really get to do that set once. So, I mean, if anything, this year has only just reassured me that like actual live music's not going anywhere as much as like older assholes like you and I like might want to just like stand in the back and be complaining, mm-hmm. like complaining about it all, all of it. There's like, there's a certain thing about it that is truly like that the metaverse can't really fucking replace. Oh, for right sure. Now. Oh, no, for sure. It's going to come. I, I have a whole, I, I think people are going to be desperate to, I think people, I mean, the weekend sold like, I think that world tour sold out the day after the Super Bowl that you put it on. I mean, you know, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, I think, yeah. and that's a year in advance. You know what I mean? Like people are that I mean, desperate. even I would go see the weekend. At this <laughs> <point>. <laughs> I'll take anything. I'll take anything. We are not, do, we are not, do, we are a pro weekend podcast. Um, Just, just, just so you understand. Not really. You know, hey, House of Balloons, 10 year anniversary. Let's go. No, I, I don't, I don't even, I think that stuff actually, now that we look back on that, I think it's like fine, but I think yeah. I want Max Martin bang. I want like hits from him because he's true, capable of true. that. And, uh, and some people aren't, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think I will hand you that. That like, also there's this thing where like so much, pop music today is like kind of like a lot of like the new Hollywood like a list where they're almost too relatable. And I want, Mm. I want divas. I want larger than life. I want like this non-relatability. Like Mm -hmm. I want the Rihanna's and like the Leonardo DiCaprio's like, yes. And, and, and like, I think the weekend is one of the only people in like this younger generation that truly brings this like, Oh yeah, you look like a Grammy winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I I respect. No, no, I agree. I mean, I think that there is, I mean, we talk about that all the time on the show about like the lack of mystery, you know what I mean? About the weekend? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, we do talk about the weekend a lot because I'm a fan and Jason Try not Jason to. isn't. But I mean, in general, with with cele- hey Toronto stand up celebrity <laughs> Toronto sit down. <laughs> I just think that with celebrities of all kinds, we have too much access, and that's how people make money now. So it's like you, there's just nothing to learn. There's no mystery with anyone. Yeah. So it, it makes people less compelling, uh, especially musicians. I think actors, I don't care as much. Musicians, I care more about 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 what I'm getting. Well, I agree. I think the difference between actors and musicians are that, like, actors are selling you the cult of personality, almost, and the more you do know about them, the more you want to see them in all these different roles, whereas, like, musicians are inherently playing one role. And, like, if The weekend was, like, on Twitch doing his taxes, like, you're just like... <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like... Yeah. I never, I never want to picture David Bowie, like, doing the dishes. No, agreed, agreed. And, and so, I, and I, and I think that's like kind of where that distinction is like that, like musicians, even ones that even aren't in like these Austasian costumes, like the Aphex twins or honestly, even like the one of tricks point never is like the newer ones. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're like, you don't want, I don't know. I don't want you like in the back of an Uber being like, Oh my God, gonna miss my flight. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, <laughs> it's not compelling. Uh, we want, we want to pay our hard earned money for the, for the show. We want you to come out an hour late. And when you come out, it's amazing. And when it's done, you leave and, you and disappear we don't know into where like you went that to. weird, yeah, that that mental like fortress where like I picture you making this music just oozing out of your fingers somehow, yeah. and like I think that's well, like, it's birthed people like Drake and like Lana Del Rey and even Phoebe Bridgers who are just so good at it that like yep. it's like two separate careers almost. Like obviously the music has to be there and they have to yeah, have hit, that's true. They have to have hits, but like Lana Del Rey is all of this is pro all of drake shit is super pro all of phoebe bridgers they troll themselves they play the game they're yeah. funny about it and it's good i like it it's entertaining lana's media personality has been chaotic last couple of years but though. that's still planned i think yeah fair enough 
That's okay. still calculated, and I think that's even. But it's making her even more compelling. It's like you move, yeah, you move to the Midwest and date a cop. Like this is fucking crazy. Like, are you just is this, <laughs> is this just a character? You know what I mean? Chaotic it, is a is a market. Yeah, it's 100%. good. Honestly, it's yeah, very it's really good. it's really interesting, and it's like everyone talks about her all the time. And to me, the music is like fine, but she's very compelling as a celebrity. Yeah, I agree. And it's 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 there's people who can play the game like that, but it's very far. It's few and far between. I think. Yeah, I'd say truly, uh, your friend of the pod, Phoebe Bridgers, seems to be doing that like extremely well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I think that there's just a, but I also think part of it for her is maybe just like she's the right age. You know what I mean? She grew up with this yeah. stuff. It, it comes naturally to her. Whereas I think it kind of comes naturally to Drake too. To be honest with you, like because he just wants it that bad. Man, I think like between Drake and the weekend and stuff, and I can tell you from living here, like the on the ground reporting. <laughs> It's like Toronto does need to sit down, Jason. Like, <laughs> and like, it's you there know is what? such a you know what? There, there's such a thing as a city being like too proud. Yes, and it's like everything here now has like the six in like the marketing campaign slogan for it. It's like, hey, six, what are you, are you eating tonight? Like in an Uber Eats, it's like it's the it's it's insane, man. Like well, I. I, I it's got to calm that, down. I mean, when you look at that from a, a bird's eye view and like what one musician has done for one city, that is, it's like remarkable. It's like actually insane. Like it, it, he made, I, it really is. Like the, really the tourism, is. I'm sure, like, like the NBA All Star game being there, all that stuff never happens. I think in a weird way, I don't think the Toronto, the Raptors would have won the championship. Without, yeah. Like the whole yeah, I believe. Drake, like energy and building the momentum around the team, like for years. It's like, it's pretty incredible. And it's there is something to be said to like making a bunch of like suburban kids from like even Mississauga and Brampton like feel like somebody through this like yeah. seeing themselves out there. But it sucks. <laughs> yes, it's really I understand. That's why I identify with my favorite Toronto artist, Sean Mendez, a little more. Oh. Not big, quite as not not quite as as important maybe in the cultural zeitgeist, but um I would say hotter and I would say um True. could could have more hits. He's just gonna need a little time. You know, Drake's been at it a long time. Yeah, yeah, and I think Bieber. I think Bieber gets brushed under the rug a little bit. I think it's going to be Bieber summer. It's going to. I mean, that record that sucks, is, dude. I know. It's a white boy summer. <laughs> There's no song. Uh, um, I haven't. I haven't heard it beyond the one, uh, like a single, and then obviously the the Justice Season Desist, which was just. <laughs> Bro, those guys got to get. A, those guys got to get a life, man. You can't do that. <laughs> like. Like shit like that is just so corny to me, bro. Like you, you guys are you're rich, you're older. Like is I mean, unless it was a press thing, which it did get people talking about them again. I bet their streams went up and shit for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So if it's calculated, then okay, I guess I like it. But if it's not, it's like, bro, you guys got to relax. I think I see it more as like a wink on the ladder of like what you're saying of like getting yeah. streams up. I I would like to think so, but French people take themselves very seriously, as you know. Mm-hmm. Big facts. It's true. And also, Chris, not every EDM artist has the ability to just sell these NFTs and rest on their laurels, cashing those good point. Those ETH. Yeah, bro. Wow. Yeah, bro. Wow. We need to talk to you because because our our NFT did only okay. I would say. You know what I mean? Our NFT. Yeah. So we have a lot of questions for you. We have a lot of questions, and and to be fair, our NFT is also not quite as compelling as original music by professional, but. It seemed to work out. Let's walk us through this because you were early on the game. I mean, it's been uh, it's been a crazy few weeks or month, I guess, at this point. Uh, I mean, I'd been already kind of feeling a bit flooded by the mention of it on the timeline even back then, so like a month and a half ago. And 
I didn't really give it much thought, and then a few kind of, like, friends started making them, like David Rudnick and a few other people, and it kind of felt like, okay, there's going to be more than just, like, astronauts holding Bitcoins. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's going to be room for more than just, like, Elon Musk riding a doge, like, on this thing. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of neat. My particular thing, so I, I sold a, a, a token of, like, this this loop of a new song, but more importantly tied the publishing for that song into the sale. Mm-hmm. And that was that was born out of, like, kind of... Uh, Charles of Foundation uh, hit me up being like, yo, we want, like, a couple musicians to to maybe start thinking about, like, this. We'd love to add some some musicians into the mix of the next few months. And uh, you came up because there's always been kind of, like, a visual side to what you do. Uh, mm-hmm. Be curious to see what you come up with kind of thing. And um, was uh, going back and forth with it with, like, my label manager and trying to think of, like, what could possibly... It didn't seem like just premiering a single just on that kind of tip was like really interesting or like mm-hmm. at least not like proven. Um, and honestly, it was from my manager really like not understanding what <laughs> we were selling. Being like, but are we selling the master side or the publishing side? Like, <laughs> what is this? And being like, no, man, it's like a baseball card. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're selling a commemorative like shot glass of this song. <laughs> like, it's, it's, something, it's something else entirely. And he's like, I don't get it. And you're like, nobody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and we were like, out of that, we were just like, well, let's up the stakes like if this token is like a thing that you just hold like and maybe it can like represent a little uh, something more now crypto degenerates have now told me that that can be considered larping so to speak which i don't really give a fuck about yeah what how how so exactly because the publishing rights themselves are not like actually written into like the smart contract of the ERC twenty token. Jesus Christ! Uh, it's more of a gentleman's agreement. It's a it is a gentleman's. All right, agreement. guys, I gotta, have, go. Like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks. So I mean, it was it was cool. Um, I I do think as a potential to <laughs> disrupt <laughs> the music industry, I think it definitely would take like a lot of rewriting, a lot of old rules uh, that definitely work in the advantage of the major labels and major publishing houses. So I, the jury's still out on whether or not like it'll change, but it was pretty insane. I like, we spoke very briefly that week, Chris, when it happened and I was just like on the phone with (laughs) tech and music journalism journalists every day mm-hmm. being like yeah it's kind of crazy and like i don't even know how i feel about this stuff and yeah there's a lot of scammers and like, what are you gonna say it? like it's like yeah we sold it it works like you know. i'm still on the fence yeah and uh, but i think like there was a lot of like you are now a vanguard for this thing and like I, there was actually a lot of people that like still now wanted me to be this like poster child for like a bold new music industry on the blockchain and it's for activity in the six in the world of non-fungible tokens Hey, listen, man, like, you know, Drake's chasing TikTok dances. I'm trying to bring <laughs> Toronto to that next shit. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to bring the six to the NFT space. Yeah. Baby. I see your little TikTok. I have MP4s, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, now, now I'm like a month out and I just like, much like most of my friends who have done NFTs, I'm just like, when can I like sell someone like a seven inch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go all the way back. Well, what did the so just to explain, you sold. So basically, the 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 owner uh, of this Mm -hmm. of this is able to, in theory, license the song with your approval. With my approval, so like you know, it can't be on a uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Sure, sure, sure. uh, (laughs) Ad campaign, (laughs) but yeah, yeah. The the hope was that like 
I kind of saw gaming out a couple different ways in my mind where, like, potentially just, like, a fan with deep crypto wallets would get it and either, like, sit on it almost as a gift, like, keep your publishing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that gesture is uh, possible there. Uh, It could be someone with ties to music supervisors and, you know, Mm -hmm. movies and ads who could be like, this is a cool new way to, like... I'm about to get this shit on a a Budweiser Super Bowl commercial... And I'm gonna make. I'm saying, a like, of money. imagine if, Im- imagine if you could secure your own finder's fees for like building like a music supervision portfolio that way. Like, th- you can make cool. back what you spent on that NFT in one AdSense yeah. theoretically. Mm-hmm. Dumbass, Jock Green fell for my <laughs> trick. <laughs> how much? Wait, how much did the song go for? It went for a thirteen Ethereum, which at the time was I don't know twenty two like grand. Twenty, US twenty, or I think it was like twenty three thousand, something like that. Yeah, Foundation took fifteen percent of that. Uh, Those motherfuckers always in our fucking pockets. Fuck Spotify. Fuck the, Foundation. All these shout guys out, just shout taking out to our. Jeff. You know, shout out to Jeff over at Foundation. We I'm love you, bro. I'm just kidding. We we love. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I Jeff. Think, Jeff, I love you, but why didn't our video of me hitting Jason in the face with a cake go for twenty two thousand USD? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. How come this this guy made a song? Everybody makes songs. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. this is what's the deal, man? I think to be fair, like at that time, they they earned their commission on that one. Like they, it was also like a like a pretty crazy time. It was right after the nine cat like thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm ambivalent about it, but I'm I think a lot of it is kind of cool. Like I I am liking seeing like a lot of like web art people that in the past weren't able to be like paid yep. decently mm-hmm. for their shit to like go get a bag. Like a lot, of, and and I do like the idea that like memes that have so much social and cultural capital could end up being worth actual money. I think the native work to that space is the nine. See, that's what's, that's what's so funny to me. That's the stuff that interests me the least. I think what you did is the most interesting thing I've heard. I, because I, it feels, I can like understand it a little right. more. I think, I think that's why I, I think in me. the long term, I think in the long term, we'll end up with like much more stuff like the thing I did. And like, I think the jury's still out on whether someone like, feels the need to like own songs again after 10 years of Spotify. But I think there's new ways to approach that and new ways to incentivize more average people, not just like crypto degenerates, but like more like average fans to like own a part of the new weekend single. Like I I think there's, there's going to be ways to kind of like make that really compelling. And frankly, I've had a lot of conversations with people that are working on shit that I'm just like, damn, that's, (laughs) that's cool. You guys are like out there already. So no, no, I mean, I, I just, when I heard about what you did, I was like, oh, this actually makes me understand this. And it it is a much simple, it was, it was really simple for me to understand. And I think that's probably why people were so interested in talking to you about it is it like kind of made it, it like humanized it a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) where I was like, yeah, before that, I was like, what the fuck are these people talking about? And I was like, oh, Charles of foundation after it was like, Dude, I hate you. Like every manager in the music industry oh, yeah, is like <laughs> messaging me about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, shake the shake the table. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen? Like, have your streams and just everything gone up? Has this like raised awareness in a pretty big way? Yeah, it definitely felt like uh, there was a pretty big pickup around everything. Yeah, I mean, I got like so many new followers on social media platforms, all of which have like fucking crypto wallet addresses in their bios so <laughs> hey man <laughs> i i've tapped into a new market of uh um, their stream counts as uh as a cool person stream is just the same oh man and, and also obviously <laughs> like my dms were basically unusable for a couple weeks with a mix of like people asking for foundation invites and like various 
tech crypto. It's it's a weird. My DMs have been the same as, so I can only imagine what yours have been like. <laughs> Did Silicon Valley like tech people? I, I've never been very close to any of them. Like, ha- does it also feel so scammy? Like there there's a real kind of like phishing, like spam email vibe to a lot of like the crypto world. That's interesting. Yeah, I I, I see that for sure. I mean, because it is it, it is a you know a little bit it's of just a, so unregulated. It's, it's I an guess. outlaw, wild west thing going on. The gold rush of like you know. Everyone is getting rich off of this if you kill it, but also like don't trust your neighbor because they're gonna Yeah. You know, when you have this much money potentially at stake, how can you trust anyone if somebody's like, Oh, I can just, you know, figure out your shit, steal your password, steal your wallet and I get DMs all the time, uh, now on Discogs uh Discogs, on Discord, <laughs> um from like these like you've won a airdrop of like <laughs> yeah. a certain amount. Just enter your address here. I mean did you guys follow what happened to Trevor McFreedy's Friends with Benefits, uh, like the the hack of the coins a few weeks Saw ago? Saw a little bit of that, yeah. And Trevor, he he he's the one who bought Hilarious. your um, <laughs> bought your NFT. Yeah, correct? yeah, yeah. Full disclosure. Yeah, but yeah, that that's yeah, that's a thing that can happen. Yeah, and a few weeks later, I used some of the Ethereum that he has essentially paid me to buy more Friends with Benefits tokens. And then lost thousands of dollars for that hack, <laughs> but but all in an all in an Ouroboros. It's all Trevor's money, anyway. Right. Yeah, <laughs> always yeah. has been. Yeah, always yeah. has been. Says the astronaut pointing the gun at my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're it's it's you know it's it's a, a baby giraffe that just got born. We're still getting our legs and our footing in this in this strange new world. Yeah, I mean, it bounced back, and the concept of the whole thing is pretty compelling yeah do you consider yourself like this kind of is is this something you are you like a tech forward kind of guy is this something that you kind of fell into or or were you like like did you have to be talked into this or you like yeah let's go fucking face first yeah i think um it's not that i've like looked for those kind of opportunities but at different moments in my life uh definitely like i owe a large part of my career first when i was a kid starting to make music being like you know, making the most of MySpace and really kind of getting the network shit down and like spreading demos through those DMs and like meeting the lucky me guys who still release my music today, you know, like that's, Mm -hmm. that's MySpace era connections. And then I really built the profile of like kind of the Jacques Green project in the very early days of SoundCloud and making Mm -hmm. the most of it. And like, as I was kind of like tiptoeing around it and feeling like a little weird, I was like, why, why am I feeling weird about this? Like, this kind of feels like the same kind of like paradigm shift yeah. as what yeah. like kind of SoundCloud like uh, felt at the time. Yeah. And so like it feels stupid not to at least try and approach it with like an open mind and like, you know, in good faith or whatever. Makes a whole lot of sense. But also I, I don't want you to keep using this special funny voice every time you say something smart and profound, Jock. We need to work on that with our therapist, okay? True, true. I got... I got. <laughs> You're now a thought leader in the crypto space, whether you like it or not. Yeah, it's. Uh, I watched too many uh, car review videos from Doug Demuro. Do you guys know that guy? <laughs> no, I, he's my favorite. Not. He's my favorite car re- review guy, and he uh, he has great in depth analysis of all these cars. But he'll always put on these voices if like it's a fancy feature mm, or something. And I think it's, okay. I know it's rubbed off on me. Yeah. What what kind of what, uh, kind of what kind of whip are we pushing, bro? Are you really you got something on shoes up there in the Great White North? <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I've got a 1991 uh, E30, like a 325i Beamer. Mm-hmm. So you're telling? Wait, hold on. You're a musician. You're not a graphic designer. You're sure. <laughs> 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 hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you you are pushing a, gra- a graphic designer head ass car, which is cool. 
Those guys, they, those yeah, guys beautiful cars. I mean, I come from that. I come from that world, essentially. Really, so it's just it's like Lady Macbeth. You know, you wash your hands. You wash your hands. The blood's still there. I'm still a graphic <laughs> designer at heart. Incredible, incredible parallel to make between <laughs> you and graphic designers. That is really that really sent me there. Well, I mean, are you able to? Do you have to keep? Do you have a garage and shit? Like, how serious does this have to be? I, I rented a I, rec- I rented a parking space in some like nice. basement of a condo for the winter, and I just got the car out a few weeks ago. And um, yeah, she's my. You know, if I a couple more NFTs, and who knows, I might put a turbo in it. Oh. Hey. Let's go, big okay. spender. Let's uh, go. For now, for now, really try not to put too much money on it because I still am not playing shows mm-hmm. and will not sure. be playing shows for a very long time. So I don't, I don't know if I would say a very long time. I think you know. Are, are you starting to get offers or emails from your from your management and agency? Yeah, yeah. There's there's been some stuff. Uh, the UK seems to be really going gun ho. But I don't even DJ anymore, and I've I've gotten I got two offers yesterday. They're trying to bring back them jeans to the decks, and I I'm hev- got to. heavily encouraging it. And he's uh, you know as his manager, you know I'm having to really push him. Um, I'm seeing that as like maybe all of humanity realizing that we need to maybe load a previous save that's like early on in the game than right before the pandemic. <laughs> so we need to we need to we need to bring back a them jeans era. We, like bring back Cinespace. Like it's it's time to. It's the roaring you know. twenty. The, the roaring twenties are the roaring mid aughts in this in this house. <laughs> That's right. In this yeah. house, I, I'm getting I'm getting a like a, a a bright blue American Apparel zip up hoodie like with the white zipper. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a great idea, Jason. I mean, are the Jason though? Are these offers a six pack? Don't shirt? don't divulge any details. Of course, we'll have to negotiate off pod. But are these offers like regular party kind of vibe, or is it like a corporate kind of thing? It's a little bit of both, but also two of them have been weddings. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which is not... Last time I saw you, you were on your way to a wedding. Oh, yeah, that's right. When we were... Um... God, where was that? In Baja. Oh, yeah. In the airport. That was... I did not DJ that wedding, then. Yeah, I can't, mean, can't have, you, have you DJed <laughs> weddings before, Jock? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, my uh, my childhood friend's sister's wedding. Um, it, was, it was a fucking blast. I imagine you don't, you don't try to do it all the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless unless it's like a lot of money or a very close friend, it's I, I usually say no. Yeah. Um, last time I was offered a DJ wedding, it was outside. Uh, I played Good Room in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and it's like five in the morning. I'm spilling out. The whole crowd's coming out. And this guy who like didn't seem familiar with my music, just like was at a popping club in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. was like... After the headlines, I was like, hey, bro, like, <laughs> I'm getting married this fall. Like, would love... Re-. And I'm like... <laughs> Just like a little tipsy, surrounded by like many friends, and just be like, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really do that. He's like, Who do you think you are, man? Like, <laughs> and like really like pulled up on me, and like, <laughs> yeah, and you're I like, like, that. like cool. I don't even know who I am anymore. But yeah, did you end up doing yeah. that wedding? No, I, he <laughs> it really like there wasn't even really room for like an actual conversation. I think like I was so caught off guard, and I was like, at first, I want to be like talk to my agent, but like it definitely didn't seem like that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, dude, I don't really like do that kind of thing." And he was like, "Who do you think you are? Like, damn, my money's no good, like or something." <laughs> I was like, "I just it's just not what I do." Like, yeah, we didn't. You don't ask Bruce Weber to shoot your wedding, bro. He's mm-hmm. he's busy. <laughs> like, we don't. You know what I mean? Like, That's we good. don't. That don't work that way. That's just not how it is. <laughs> That's good. So so, how are you going to be? investing this nft money we need lessons because we're we're sitting on our two coins and you <laughs> yeah, know nice have you i don't i don't want you to disclose your financials obviously but you know are, are, are have you i do but 
Have you? Well, so this is so this is not financial advice. Have you already cashed out? <laughs> are you going to keep it in Ethereum? Did you buy Bitcoin with it? Um. So so far, I've lost a lot of it in the friends with benefit. Okay. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good portion is gone. <laughs> um. And then uh, through another like discussion, I was following on there. Bought a coin that immediately tanked. Okay. Shit. Um, so what are you, are you, can you say what that coin is? It was, uh, Oxygen, which was, uh, like a trading protocol thing that seemed interesting, Shit. but was totally okay. bunk. So I, I've like fully, like, all, I think, I think my whole experience in this is cursed. Like, I think <laughs> when, when the auction ended and the Ethereum was transferred to my account, like, it, Ether dropped like 30%. It was yeah. like a massive correction occurred. Like, an hour later, which tr- what Trevor knew so that I'm was like going to happen. Not really touching it right now. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, I mean, look, man, you're you're still at the forefront of the culture, so you're getting you're getting paid in that in that way. Let's look at it that way. I'm I'm not mad. I mean, frankly, all of this is like, a it's it's just kind of a funny way to feel a little more like invested in this thing. That like so much of this just feels sort of like inevitable and is only kind of getting better. Hopefully they like iron out a lot of like the inefficiencies and the environmental impact of it mm-hmm. all. But like, it feels like it's kind of here to stay. So it's cool to have like a little more skin in the game. As far as that's concerned, I had, I had like the tiniest little morsel of a bag in, in, <laughs> this, in, Please, in the world sir. before. So it's like, <laughs> and a little more back. <laughs> One crumb. <laughs> do we have do we have new do we have new Jacques Green music on the horizon? Yeah, yeah. Um so last year I was a hot mess. Uh I think I mm-hmm. I was on the back foot a lot with this um you know, this whole this whole panoramic going on. Um <laughs> I, I was lucky enough actually that like a bunch of people hit me up for remixes, which you've heard most of them by now, they're like mostly out. And that was like sick because uh I could eat and pay rent. But also it was like nice to kinda like get stems from other people's work and still feel like I was working away at my craft, but like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like kinda it's more the craft and the art in a weird way, and you can kinda like execute mm-hmm. and it gives you kinda like deadlines throughout your life, which kind of shapes your you know, slippery lockdown days. It was really helpful in, in more uh, ways. Honest than one. days work for an honest days pay. Exactly, and I'm actually like quite happy with how that uh, all those like came about. But um, any time I would like sit at this very chair and try to think of like what does Jacques Green have to put out into the world in a <laughs> pandemic? It was it was pretty fucking dry. <laughs> it was it was very like there was nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but towards towards kind of like last fall, last winter, I started kind of like kicking things back into gear. That promise track actually that was linked to the NFT was part of like the early stuff that I was doing. I'm like kind of like I'm now like kind of like deep into uh, a new EP. I'm working with uh, Joel Ford who helped me mix down uh, the last album. Who's a close collaborator of another friend of the pod, uh, Tom Crelly. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know Joel as well. Yeah, Joel's Joel's the man. Yeah, yeah. So Joel Joel is the man. I last time around, I basically took like my album was like kind of 95 percent done and kind of took it to a spot. And we worked on it together to get the final 5% done. Mm-hmm. And this time around, I kind of wanted to have a bit more of like a collaborative nature to it. And so <laughs> I think partly driven by like working alone so much, especially in the lockdown. It's just like For the sure. isolation just sucks. So just to try to like open up the process. And so you want to you got to build with fam. You have to build with fam. Yeah. So I, I've like made a shit ton of demos and we're kind of like sending stuff back and forth. And it's more just like it's almost more just having like a soundboard that I pay for like a therapist or a sex worker. It's yeah. like having this like person that is like, 
is this crazy? Like, is this a good hi hat? And uh, and he's helping me like track down some like kind of vocal parts. So your so your girlfriend hasn't been that person for you. Yeah, yeah. She's more of an audiobook person. Okay, okay. <laughs> She's like, who the fuck tunes a hi hat? You loser. And you're like, you're not helping, babe. <laughs> so I'm working on that. I, I'm hoping to finish that in the next like couple months. Hopefully, have it out by summer. I've been also working on a collaborative EP for like a long time now with uh, No Such Thing, another Angelino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Jason. Him and I, yeah, shout out to Jason, big time. Him and I have known each other for like 10 years. We started working on stuff like very quietly a while back, kind of for the same reason, the same impetus of like being so alone. It's like, yo, let, let's go back to those demos. Like, let's trade some shit. And so like, we'll get on FaceTime once a week, kind of like trade some beats, trade, you know, trade some bars, quick little freestyles. <laughs> on the ideas. Okay. I, I hope that is not part of the equation, but do you, bro. So you guys are doing a bit of a versus style battle. I think that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, right. That's it. right. Versus style battle. Yeah. battle. <laughs> okay. And also I've, I noticed uh, that you've been yeah. getting on your little newsletter swag in quarantine as well. Is that right? Yeah, baby. Um, I'm not. I'm not the the wordsmith that uh, Shkreli is. Um, but I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know, share share these thoughts. Um, I think it's like this. Kind of goes back to kind of what we were talking about about um, access to musicians and mystery. I think there's like a weird fine line there. Like I don't want to be. I still. I th- I still think there's good kind of world building to be done and kind mm-hmm. of create access points into your work and kind of like expand on the lore of what your work is without like destroying the illusion of no no i I agree, I agree i agree with you i totally agree with you I and think that's... uh hopefully yeah hopefully this stuff kind of sits on that line i think all of it is really born out of <laughs> a desire to connect yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, well what what like, kind of stuff are you uh, have you been writing about then uh, yesterday was actually the 10 year anniversary of my breakout single, another girl, which was kind of crazy to kind of like, as kind of these 10 years come up to be right on the one year cusp of no clubs at all. And so it was along, uh, a lot of very retrospective kind of autobiographical little, uh, blurb about that, mm-hmm. but mostly it's been, uh, more of a wide ranging thing. Like the one before, uh, I wrote a lot about Claire Denis, the French filmmaker mm-hmm. and burial and the kind of metaphysical connection that I sense between them or more like how I connect to their work. I think like mm. trying to draw a parallel between musicians and filmmakers that I find are very actually cultivated in their mystery and yet yeah. still very clear desire to connect to humanity and still a very empathetic, like that mystery and unknowable does not equate to cold and s- separate. Mm. You know, there, there can be kind of like this, this, this link with people. Damn. Yeah, and I, I, I gotta sign up. Okay, this is that sounds like a great high <laughs> high concept piece of artwork, my friend. No, that, honestly, that that's like really interesting. I think that's a good use of your time too. I think that there's also there's only so many people that are qualified to talk about that stuff. You know what I mean? Or even feel qualified to talk about that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, and the jury's still out on whether I can really adequately talk about film. I think like uh, I I still try to like learn more. Like Mike Silver, a good friend of Tom's, a uh, good friend of mine. He's he's the true. Uh, movie man around these parts and he's put me onto a bunch of really good stuff yeah i think movies have really kind of kept me sane throughout the pan- uh, throughout my whole life honestly i think like through how high school a mix of like big depression and insomnia you keep your like link to humanity and other people by like if i can't deal with people in the real world at least i can like ingest yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> their stories and characters like through this lens kind how of how much johnny darko were you watching back then jacques um Tell us where they can find you. Where can we sign up for the newsletter? Where can we listen to new music, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think all of it is every usual suspect. Uh, 
backslash uh, J-C-Q-U-E-S, uh, comme Jacques Cousteau, uh, and green with an E. I'm, uh, you know, I'm on the damn bird app. I'm on the gram. <laughs> on Spotify. All the above. And then, and then jacquemie.com the is where I'm kind of reposting that newsletter. And um, yeah, right. that's it. Right. Well, it was a pleasure having you. I've, this was uh, Thanks so much for having me. No, anytime. It was really interesting, actually. I, um, I'm glad that we, we got to know each other a little bit because you're, you're, you've been in the, in the wider circle for me for a long, long time. So yeah, we're, like, we we're in each other's friends' top eights, you know? We're like yes, in exactly. The, exactly. In the extended universe. I'm surprised we have not crossed paths yet, so I was glad we could do it today. Um, yeah, cool. All right, man. We, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Sounds good. Have a good day. Later. Later.